the uh, quartet uh, from Anchorman 2. Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, Dave Koechner, Paul Rudd. Houston Oilers, Houston Oilers number one. Rain Wilson here on the Rich Eisen podcast. How are you? Is that is that the twelfth man? The Have un- you been in that stadium? Uncanny. Your ears literally bleed. They should hand out like ear tampons <laughs> uh, at lt underscore twenty one. Do you follow me on Twitter? Uh oh. The headsets are coming off. I know you're you're known for your lateral movement, but don't you leave just yet. When you spoke to the commissioner, Roger Roger the Goods Goodell, when he comes down the hallway, everyone goes, here comes the goods. goods. Here comes the goods. He is Vince Vaughn. How are you, Vince? I got to tell you, I did take David Wilson early in my fantasy draft. Uh Who else is on your fantasy team? I'm in an 18-man league. We call it a man's league, Rich. Awesome. NFL. NFL. Oh NFL. Completely. Come yourself. Where's Jerry Jones? Hey. Grab, up. Grab, Grab the hot trophy. Grab the hot trophy. Protect Steve. Grab the hot trophy. Jerry Jones did it. Houston Oilers number one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host. Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Fourth of July weekend and the boss is out of town. Chris Law here along with fellow producer Chris Brockman. Brockman, how's it going, brother? Law, you know, I gotta I gotta admit, buddy, I'm still a little heartbroken from the USA men's soccer loss to Belgium in the round of sixteen. Dude, it, it literally, we're taping this on a Tuesday afternoon, and the game probably just ended, the match just ended about 45 minutes ago. Yeah, not even an hour ago. The wounds are still fresh. Uh, Tim Howard, I, I sent a tweet out. Uh, can, is he available to be signed by the Patriots? That guy was stopping, deflecting, knocking down everything, and... Just not enough as Team USA drops 2-1 to one to Belgium. You felt for him. I mean, he was out there giving it all. The, the defense was pretty solid, too, the, the, the front defenders on his behalf. But right. the man, in the extra time, they had multiple opportunities. In the second half of extra time, it looked like there was two or three solid opportunities for us to score. Dempsey had a chip shot. Well, that I mean, set play they ran on the free kick from about, I don't know how far it was, 15 yards maybe, was run to perfection. Perfection. And Dempsey with the point-blank shot, and the Belgium goalie comes out and denies him. Uh, heartbreaking. We were definitely the aggressor late, just not enough. You watched the, and we should say, uh, Rich obviously out of town for the 4th of July holiday holiday week and weekend with the family, as he mentioned on last week's episode uh, with Mil- with uh, Willie McGinnis and Sean O'Hara. Right. A over... 100,000 plus download episode, huge numbers, put us over 15 million. That's remarkable. For the entire show's duration, which is uh, no small feat. So shout out to Rich on, on the East Coast. But um, Yeah, thanks to everyone for, uh, for, for bearing with us as we took a few weeks off for a uh, little summer break. Yeah, a little summer break. And I know everyone's like, ah, oh, you guys were just off and now, you know, Rich is gone. But look, vacations, family, this is our off season. This is the time to yeah, get stuff in. Yeah, this is really... Uh, Late June and early July is probably the only month stretch where there really isn't anything NFL going on. Before we came on the air, you looked at me and said, hey, is there any NFL news to talk about? (laughs) And really the only thing that went on today or this week, uh, Rolando McClain, the former top draft pick of the Oakland Raiders, who was arrested, retired, and came back, it, it, retired that, again, retired again, reinstated by the league and traded from the Ravens 
to the Cowboys and is expected to play with the loss of Sean Lee. Yeah, this with, year. with with Sean Lee going down in uh, in mini camps, there they 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 have a need of the position. I guess the only other really news is the face masks and uh, the Bane face. Oh mask right, right, being outlawed. You know, Darnell Dockett was tweeting about that, saying uh, how what I mean, doesn't Darnell Dockett tweet about? I mean, if you're looking for an interesting Twitter follow <laughs> and you're not already following. Cardinals linebacker Darnell Dockett. You might want to take a look. That guy is uh, no shortage of uncharted territories that he is navigating with his Twitter account. Yeah, it no, is just remarkable. No shortage, but I guess the NFL took the stance of... Uh, those things were cool. Did you like those? I, I, I liked the way some of them looked. I think they, the NFL's taking a stance of safety, and uh, sometimes uh, either you can get obviously fingers caught in them. Um, I guess. If, the way they can hit an opponent as well, they can inflict more damage. But uh, where did you watch the men's soccer match today? Were you Tuesday, I was in the edit bay working on the top 100 show so it's so for those listening at home when when brockman's in an edit bay it's uh you know it's a 15 by 15 foot room soundproof but he has an editor in there as well working with him yeah so the two of us were kind of working on some stuff for the top 100 show this week and while we had the match on so kind of multitasking so i i was in the newsroom my my uh desk is in or my cubicle if you will is in the newsroom where um you know just a, a medley of people are working whether it's uh, social media, photo journalists, on-air talent, other producers, um, the news desk, and it was it was a cool place to watch the game because people were just going nuts. Everyone's quiet most of the time doing their work, but you know everyone has that eye off to the screen, and whenever there was a near goal or Howard made an incredible save, everyone's standing up going nuts. Kind of a fun, fun little spot to watch Did you see the images it. from uh, around the country, first off, all the viewing parties, but the picture from Soldier Field, in Chicago. I didn't see. I saw Grant Park. 30,000 fans in Soldier Field watching the game. It was awesome. unbelievable. Could you imagine if the U.S. would have pulled that out? July 5th, Saturday of the fourth weekend, a Saturday quarterfinal Argentina-United States. That would have been – that would have just blown the charts off for ratings, these viewing parties, uh, television. It would have been crazy. I will say, I mean, I paid attention during the 2010 World Cup. I was actually on, uh, during the qualifying rounds, uh, my wife, Chair, and I, we were on our honeymoon. We'd just gotten married. So I started paying attention uh, a little bit then and didn't really have the same atmosphere or feeling as it does now um, with with this round. I think I'm going to pay a, a lot more attention to soccer over the next four years. I'm, I've kind of, I'm slowly becoming a fan. I'm, as everyone knows, I'm traveling to Europe uh, this this UK. Sp- here it comes. Yeah, this fall, and I believe the English Premier League season starts August 16th, and I'm over there two weeks after. I think I might have to catch a match. Sounds like a great idea. I'm sure a lot of you know our international listeners over there will gladly. Give you tips or hosts. Yeah, let me know. know let me know where, where like, to, who to see. Exactly. Who are the players? What's what are the teams to watch? Well, with Brockman and I kind of running the ship here today, we we got a lot of good feedback in response from the best of episode that we posted um, a little over a month a month ago, um, maybe almost two months ago now. Um, just kind of gave some behind the scenes on some guests that came in, teed up some some good memories that we've had over the show from for me for the past four years and for Chris for the past three years, and we thought you know why not why not do that again? The catalog's deep enough. We have we didn't even get to a fraction of what we could have 
Uh, we were tweeting out all week, you know, if you had any suggestions for REP best of, or as we're calling it, REP best of part do, um, to tweet us. So definitely uh, got a lot of good tweets, took some suggestions on some things. Um, so I think this first clip we're going to play starts off with one of the guests that we probably got some of the, the best responses to, and that's actress Gillian Jacobs uh, of C- Community. By the way, Community back for season six on Yahoo. Yahoo, yeah. Yahoo it uh, saved it. They're, they're going to kind of do the Netflix thing and, yeah. and, and, and pick it up. But um, she came in. I don't think we knew much about her. She didn't know much about us other than it was a online tweet back and forth between her and Rich. Yeah, and then Joel McHale got involved. Joel right? McHale got involved. And uh, if you guys recall... Um, there was a there was a wager tossed out there. Uh, she didn't she didn't know why they used the word downs for whenever you're playing football. First down, right. second down. She <laughs> doesn't understand what a down is. She always called them chances because you get a, a second chance, a third chance. Um, and this was conveyed back and forth between Rich, her, and Joel on Twitter. And at some point, I think Joel laid down the gauntlet of uh, Rich defended her and was like, oh, no, that's good. And Joel's like, yeah, right. Use it on air, pal. If you're going right, to right, be. Right, right, Put your you money know, where your mouth put, is. Exactly. And, and do this during the Thursday night highlight. Yeah. So uh, I think I think the, the bet, if you will, was, you know, Rich just had to use chance uh, during the show. And. We all know Rich. He likes to take a challenge head on. And it was a Thursday night game, week three, in Carolina, the Giants versus the Panthers. And Rich does the postgame highlight with the Hall of Famers on the set, Mooch there. And he goes the entire four-minute highlight. Anytime he's supposed to say the word down, he says chance. She's from Pittsburgh and knew some Steelers trivia from back in the day, but, but couldn't understand you know, some of the, the basic verbiage of the sport. She had some great questions about football and why do quarterbacks wear... Uh, what she was calling fanny packs, right. but you know they're hand, hand warmers. Hand warmers right. So Gillian comes on. Um, as you said, she grew up in Pittsburgh. Her dad was a, a big football fan. She said he ch- tried to get her to go to games. The first game she went to, it was like freezing, so she kind of got turned off. I think before I play this clip in the interview, she said her mom's nickname for her was Bubby Brister growing up. <laughs> right. So her parents tried. <laughs> right. Her parents tried, but... Um, you know, she, her and her, I think her and her boyfriend got into red zone, and she was kind of getting back into right. it. Right, and he point was in, time. in a fantasy league, and so she follows along. Yeah, so this is Gillian Jacobs um, from September twenty fourth, two thousand twelve. That episode also features uh, our, our friend of the program, Adam Carolla, the Ace Man. Always entertaining interviews with him. I believe this might have been the same episode where uh, Rich kicked him in the in the ass. Um, oh no, that was in that was in two thousand ten. Was it? Was that in? 2000, that was 11, because we didn't have a TV show in 2011. We did uh, it on it, Then it was 11, because it was the same episode uh, that we had Tom Brady on. Tom Brady, yeah. Just to start the year. And then uh, Maurice Jones-Drew is also featured in that episode, another podcast favorite. But uh, here's a little four-minute clip of, uh, of Gillian Jacobs uh, chatting it up with Rich. And then we meet on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you say, so again, it goes back and forth. And uh, within, I think, two hours, you were booked on this podcast. Yeah. Got it done. Because I got so many tweets. And this is how I was, uh, I got so many tweets essentially saying, this must happen from your rabid Twitter following. <laughs> rabid Twitter following. Which, well, is, which is, again, at, at Gillian Jacobs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so. Uh, this happened, and Jack Burdett, who has appeared on this show, he's come on this show. Oh, really? Oh, he's a he's a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. Okay, I understand that. I mean, I mean, but by diehard, he wears the uh, figurative and physical scars. Of really? Being, yes. Like he, he, I think he has done 
some personal harm to himself over his watching. Lifetime. Yes, <laughs> that's how difficult it's been for a Cleveland Brown fan over the last several years. And so he he gave the Jack Bird a stamp of approval. So you're on the show. We're, we're on the show. So last Wednesday, um, I see a tweet from you that included your community co-star, Joel McHale. Because mm-hmm. you were now saying you were beginning to get concerned about appearing on this, yes. this podcast. Scared. Well, I mean, again, I think you have the upbringing, the background, and the knowledge deep <laughs> Deep within you. It's there. It's there. It is. Maybe on a subliminal level, but... No, it's there. Okay. It definitely is. Because right. Because then he mentioned about... You mentioned how you've used the word halfback. Yeah. And I responded, that is a football term, albeit from the Newt Rockney era, but you go on. You yeah. go, girl. Yeah. Okay. And I then, went. And then, and then he responded that you use the word chances instead of the word downs mm-hmm. for football. Yep. I then responded, well... Downs, chances, why quibble? And then he said, well, yeah, next time you do a show, why don't you use the word chances instead of downs for an entire show? And if that gauntlet is thrown, (laughs) I picked it up and I ran with it. You did. Thursday night football, after the Giants destroyed the Panthers, I did the entire highlight using your terminology. And let me tell you something. It was liberating. (laughs) All right, so there you heard Rich talking about that highlight. Here is the highlight right now. We'll play a little clip of it for you guys, um, and then we'll we'll hear the rest of that interview following that highlight. But uh, here's Rich on the set with the TNF guys using Gillian Jacobs' chances. Giants opening possession of the game, second chance and 10 from their own 47, and here comes a man full of second chances or seventh chances or eighth chances. Andre Brown, what a night. In place of the injured Ahmad Bradshaw, picks up 33 yards in three plays later on the Carolina 14. Eli Manning to Martellus Bennett, first giant in history with a touchdown catch in his first three games. On Thursday night, two catches to Eli, first touchdown on Thursday night. Martellus Bennett had a great night. 7-0, the Giants next, two possessions later, it's 10-0. Here's Andre Brown again up the middle for 19 yards. He had 77 first quarter yards, most by a giant since Tiki did it back in 2005, and the route was on. Same drive, second quarter now, second chance and three. Manning to Ramsey's Barton, working on Josh Norman. This is the rare Cal Poly on Coastal Carolina violence in the National Football League. What a night for Ramsey's Barton, filling in for Hakeem Nix. And then Brown bursting his way into the end zone. 17-0 G-Men. Yeah, they didn't wait till the fourth quarter for Eli to get hot. What a statement the Giants made early in the game. Ensuing Panthers possession, third chance and four. And here comes Cam Newton down on the turf. O.C. knocks him down. It was liberating. It was absolutely liberating. Because because it made sense. It does. It's a more logical term to me. It's a more intuitive term. Because I don't know what a down is, but I know what a chance is. Right. You are. It is. Because what a down is a chance. Yeah. Because... To get a first down in the National Football League, you get four chances. Correct. To get the 10 yards needed in order to get more 10-yard chances. Yeah. Uh, f- for which you get four chances. Yeah. And that's how you move the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. I cracked something open. I cracked something wide you open. Did. <laughs> you absolutely did. And the funny thing is, is that nobody, like, I got one tweet from somebody saying, what are you doing? <laughs> You know what I mean? And 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 the guys to my left yeah. who are on the set with me, three of whom are in the Hall of Fame. 
three of them in the Hall of Fame, one on defense, two on offense, meaning the two guys on the set came up with one chance after another in their league history, and the other guy was preventing people from getting more chances. And this is legitimate terminology I'm using. They just they get more chances. Mm-hmm. None of them batted an eye. Really? No one said anything? Mm-mm. Joel and I thought for sure maybe you would say it once. And then when we heard the full video and heard you say it mm-hmm. over and over and over, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I jumped up and down. <laughs> I was so excited yes. that you did this that I jumped up and down with joy. And Danny Pudi, who's on the show, who's another huge football fan, uh-huh. and he's a Chicago Bears fan, we were all huddled around laptops watching this video. So excited. Mm-hmm. It was it was a pretty big moment for me to go from a kid who knew nothing about football to really I feel like changing the landscape of American football. I think it's a watershed moment. You're not wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. And um, I, I I think now is where really I, I need to either find the stones to keep going with it. Yes. Or I don't I, if I don't do it now oh, God. how but it, will it ever it stick? Doesn't it feel so good to say second chance and long? I mean it just like second chance and long, second chance and six. I mean, I think I did it six times. Yeah, I just I think I did it grand total of six times. Mm, I mean, I, it, it's beautiful. And I think like your punters are people too. I think there needs to be a second chance and long shirt. I'm throwing down this gauntlet. She's kind of adorable. Oh, she, she's fantastic. I don't know if you watch Community, but that, that show is great. It's so funny, and she's so good on it. You know, the chemistry with her and Joel uh, and the rest of them, uh, it's fantastic. And, and also, a friend of ours, longtime friend of mine, Parker Day, also wrote for that show. So I'm also a little biased. Parker, good dude, for sure. Killer beard as well. Part of the Proud the Few. <laughs> The Beard Sporting Crew. Um, so up next, this one we got a lot of tweets about. It's a lot more recent of an episode. It actually is from January 6th of 2014. Uh, two of our favorites. Uh, the one guy that's appeared on our show the most, I believe, out of anyone, Jeff Schaefer, uh, came in about a third of the way through our Colin Hanks interview. And uh, when Colin came in, we started talking about, obviously Colin's a big 49ers fan. Jeff's the big Seahawks fan. They were playing each other that weekend. That's right. why we bo- that's why we had the two of them on. And uh, some other notes. We're going to play back the stepfather portion of that of, of that course. episode. I mean that that's that's taken on a world of its own, uh, especially on Twitter and amongst our fans. Uh, I actually did, I don't know if you saw it. Colin had a tweet during the soccer match today uh-huh. of him, his dad, his wife, his brother. And like their whole family, the Hanks family, watching the match. Watching it. And so I wrote back, you know, I really hope you and your dad have discussed what type of stepfather <laughs> Jurgen Klinsmann is. <laughs> he hadn't wrote, he didn't write back yet, so I'm not sure uh, if it was discussed or not. But that conversation is is and, and that game is something everyone's playing right now. The conversation took place. That's all that matters. And uh, if you remember in that episode, we also uh, made fun of khaki, uh, the khakis on Harbaugh because right. in that Green Bay game, it looked like he had about 13 pairs of khakis on. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Schaefer had some hilarious lines throughout it, but um, this is uh, this is Colin Hanks explaining uh, how him and his dad watch football and how the entire stepdad game came about, starting with none other than uh, Charlie Weiss. So again, this episode is from January sixth, two thousand fourteen. If you want to hear the entire interview, well, you want to know what he is? What is he? He's he. We were talking about the stepfather thing. That so yeah, you got my, okay. So this is great. My this, dad and I do this thing when we watch football together. Whenever <laughs> they cut to the coach, we talk about what kind of stepfather that head coach is. And it started with uh, with Charlie Weiss, uh, who was. Uh, my dad just said, "Imagine what kind of stepfather that dude is." 
and it's just it's just spiraled out of Wait, control. So what, like, what, what type you, of what stepfather so they would be? What kind of stepfather they would be? So what would based Charlie on Weiss appearance be? alone? Yeah. Appearance alone. So this started Charlie White. It started with him, and that that was it. Wasn't like I don't even remember. <laughs> That's not what a detail. It's just, like, what, yeah. Charlie Charlie Weiss is off of the. Uh, Rich Cotite, not a leader of men tree. Right? <laughs> you look at him. Uh, even Wade Phillips, who's a, who's a great defensive corner, but like you just like this is not a leader of men. He looks like a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. He just right. the the the, the turtleneck's not great. Go, go play in the sandbox it. with your so exactly. What would Charlie Weiss be as a stepfather? Charlie Weiss would be just he would just be the one that goes, "Hey kid, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey kid, has no interest in you whatsoever. Okay, it really only." Only into it for the for your mom, and this That's is based it. on appearance of Just every. Just based on appearance only. Based on appearance. Like who else has been part sort of, of this game? So, uh, what are so the, what are the coaches? Was it we got? Um, let's see. Uh, there's a stepfather, uh, Tom Coughlin, who just calls a kid Slugger. Hey, Slugger, how's it going? How you doing, buddy? How's it going, Slugger? How's your? I saw your report card. L- very proud of you, buddy. Way to go, Slugger. So he's the super positive stepfather that's always. Really, really, like, is going the extra mile to let you know. Okay. Even though you're not my seed, I still love you. <laughs> this is Coughlin? So that's Coughlin. Okay. We'll have to okay. call the Snee family and see if this well, is Well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's it. So that's him. Um, that Mike Shanahan is the father, as the stepfather just calls you turd. And he just makes, he makes fun of you. <laughs> that's Shanahan. Yeah, that's Shanahan. Hey, what's up, turd? You think you're going to get laid after prom? No one's going to lay you, you turd. No one cares. There's not a girl in the world that's going to be interested in what you have to say, turd. So this is, okay. So Harbaugh. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And I'll, this is going to end with Pete Carroll. Don't worry. Harbaugh. <laughs> Harbaugh is the one that in one second he, you think he is your best friend. Yes. And then you say something that infuriates him so much that then he will not speak with you. And you don't know what you know that fear where you say something and then all and you realize you've said something really bad but yeah. you have absolutely no idea what it is. That's Harbaugh. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh stepdad. Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh stepdad. He's talking. Hey man, what's up? What you doing? No, not much. I'm just thinking about you. You're what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Where are you going? Where Where do you think you're going? No, you're no 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 no. no. You're not doing that. You're not. No. I, and then you eventually say, "You're not my real dad." He's like, "You bet your ass, I'm not your real dad." <laughs> That's Harbaugh. <laughs> Who's got it better than us? Who's got it better than us? N- exactly. He would probably say that to not you. Not you. Face. Not you. Uh, not turd. you. Turd. Oh, that's Shannon. Oh, Shannon. Okay. So, okay. But Pete Carroll. Yes. Ah. Pete Carroll. He's the kind of stepdad you dream about. Mm. He's the kind of stepdad's like, hey, man, you want to borrow the car? Yeah. <laughs> he's, the kind of, he's the kind of guy, let's say you were like eight years old. He's the kind of stepdad that'd be like, Hey, want to watch a movie with some titties in it? Just <laughs> <laughs> lighting a cigarette and for it's you. it's all great. And it's all great until you turn around 18 and you realize that dude married your mom and has been doing horrible things to her behind closed doors. Spoken like a true Niner fan right there. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. So oh, this, this, awesome. and this, this is the conversations you're having oh, yeah. watching football. Oh, yeah. Because when you're sitting around watching Red Zone, you know, I mean... With your you're father? There, yeah, with, with my dad. We, we sit around for a few hours. We don't do it every weekend, but we, we try to do it as much as we can. Sure. And so uh, eventually you just realize, well, you got to have some other conversations for the eight hours that you're going to be sitting on the couch. <laughs> 
And so we just sit there and go like, what kind of stepfather would he be? What what kind of what, what kind? What, this is my new favorite. Game. Ag- what is he going to say? Would you agree with the accuracy of those interpretations? I, I, I think, these are, all, think? I think are, these are all fantastic. I, I actually uh, Shanahan, I think is is spot on. Okay, I think he's dropping. I think he's dropping. He's dropping turds. He's dropping. Turds. He's dropping turds like a flock of birds. Just he is. I guarantee it. it it's that overbite. There's something. There's something about something it. Something Oh, so that again is from January sixth, two thousand fourteen. Colin Hanks and Jeff Schaefer, two of our, two I don't of our think favorites. I'll ever forget that conversation the rest of my life. <laughs> like when when Colin lines up and goes about Pete Carroll. Hey man, want to see a movie with some titties in it? <laughs> I like when he does the Harbaugh impersonation and he kind of like adds a lisp into his voice. Like he, he's like, oh yeah, whatever. And he does like a little Jay Leno yeah, type thing, right. just like oh, the little God. intricacies like that. It's so it's so good. And the funny part was is that after that uh, after that episode aired, we just kept getting more and more coaches thrown in and like with people's guesses on what they would be like as stepfathers. It, it's so great. I mean, it's literally a game you could play. It doesn't even have to be head coaches. No, like you could see a guy, you know, at a ball game or walking down the street or something, and just trying to just guess and play with your. It's it's fantastic. And we also got a lot of good. Um, a lot of good tweets about we, we kind of turned people on and we got turned on to it by him coming in the the ser- series Fargo. Oh, absolutely. And man, I mean, a lot of people, I, I got some responses that it was a little slow for people, but it was, in, I thought it was incredible. And every single week you're sitting there on the edge of your seat because it's so tense and you have no idea what's going to happen. And it's kind of built up. It's like game of Thrones. in that's in that sense where Anybody could get killed at any point. Anything that could happen that's going to shock you. And, and it will happen. Yeah. It will happen. I, I thought it was it was fantastic. Such and, a good show. And great performances by really the four main leads. Oh, and Collins, everybody. one of them. Yeah. Obviously, Billy Bob Thornton. And then even you know Bob Odenkirk, who had a smaller role. He he played his role phenomenally. It was it was such a good such a good show to see, and I know uh, my wife and I really enjoyed it. We won't give any spoilers um, because, as Brockman said, there is a lot of killing. In yeah, it. no, we won't just, let you know how long look, people trust last. Us, we're not going to steer you wrong. Check it out if you haven't already. All right, so um, probably one of our this one kind of fell into our lap. Um, we had. We've had Chris Cooley on many times, friend of the, friend of the program. We haven't had him on a while. I know. Though. We haven't had him on since uh, since Guess Who, which we'll get to a little later, because uh, that is coming up as well. But this first one, um, during the NFL lockout, we had Cooley on. They were looking for any programming they could get. Uh, Cooley's a big uh, – he's into pottery, and he, and he does um, – does pottery has his own kiln has his own shop in in virginia i believe or had his own i don't know if he still does so him and rich did a segment um where literally cooley showed him how to mold clay right build it, a bowl. it was just like the movie ghost yeah so uh during that interview that time we had him on cooley was telling us how he likes to prank people and he's you know his nickname is captain chaos and he's uh doing all these prank calls and then he basically threatens rich and tells him you know i'm gonna get you uh, i'll get you right. and he's at like, some point you don't know when it's gonna be you have no idea when it's happening wh- when it's gonna come and i'm gonna get you but i'm gonna get you and and when i do blah 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 so 19 months later rich gets a phone call and it's a crank call from cooley and i'm just gonna play the tape because 
we turned it. We kind of flipped the switch on it. We uh, Rich knew it was him. We didn't let him know it was him. It was a voicemail. We then kind of sabotaged him, uh, recorded Rich's phone call back to him as part of the podcast. And I'm just going to play this. This is from January 9th, 2013. Um, the episode also features Russell Wilson and Richie Sambora. It's pre-Russell Wilson's uh, playoff game against the Falcons, that incredible game that came down to uh, oh, right. the, the last few possessions. Um, so here it is. This is, again, January 9th, 2013. This is coming uh, in with the call he left Rich's voicemail. I'm going to dinner Friday night. I look down on my phone, leaving dinner, and I see I've got a missed call from Chris Cooley on my phone. Because I've got, I've got Cooley's phone number in, in the phone. Right. So I'm like, what's Chris Cooley wanting? He's got a playoff game coming in, in, a, couple, <laughs> in a couple days. What could he possibly want? So then I go ahead and call my voicemail, and I hear this. Next message. Rich Tyson, how are you? This is David Dunn giving you a call. <laughs> hey, I would like to discuss an opportunity uh, with Ray Lewis. There's a, a few offers on the table. Ray is interested in working with you guys, and I would like to uh, see what you're interested in. It's terrible. I'm not going to promise anything, uh, but I would like to speak with you. Uh, I was told that as far as decisions go, you're the guy. And <laughs> I know that there's a lot of people working with you. But I would uh, I would personally like to talk to you about uh, about Ray's future. I know you guys protect the athletes as, as, as good as anybody. I know you guys do <laughs> as, as much for careers as anyone, uh, anyone around. If you could give me a call back, I would appreciate it. 703. Again, my name is Dave Dunn from Athletes First. Thank you very much, man. Have a good night. So you get that voicemail. Yeah, it's the end of the message. I get that voicemail. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's attempting to prank me. Why wouldn't he call from a Doesn't a block his number. phone. <laughs> right. It doesn't mask his voice. There was no, no. voice lubrication no, on this voice. one. It sounded just no. like Cooley. So I text you guys immediately. Right. Yeah. Okay, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's finally happened. He waited 19, 19 months, months, bless him, trying to make it seem like, you know, he's David Dunn, who I know. Who is the agent for Ed, for Ray Lewis, right? Yeah, well, he means he's the athlete first guy. Yeah. And so I know David. I've emceed many charity events for him <laughs> i also know his phone number and you have not and i've got cool he's not I mean, it's just so bad on every <laughs> level it's like the worst prank attempt of all time so i immediately text him back well you text as, us first well i text you guys i immediately text him back as david dunn saying david rich eisen here so excited by this opportunity <laughs> right. It's a great opportunity for us at NFL Network, and I know you know I, I needed to tape it. You're like, I can't just call him. I needed to get the conversation on tape. So the, the next day was the Wild Card Saturday, so I knew I had to be on game day morning up until forever in a day. And I'm like, how about five o'clock Eastern? I know you've got Matt Schaub, one of your clients, playing, <laughs> but hopefully you'll have the time for such an important matter for Ray. Get a text back during game day morning. 
saying, anytime's fine for me. Happy New Year. I'm like, he's on the hook. He's on the hook. Law comes in in his shorts from the gym wherever you were on Saturday. You sit down, press record. I make the phone call, and here it is. What's up? Hello? How are you? David. Yeah, what's going on, buddy? What's going on? Rich Eisen here. How's it going? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, man. It's been a while since we've talked. Yeah. <laughs> hey, congrats. Uh, show, oh, hey, show was great today. Thanks. And congrats on uh, on everything going on with you. It seems like you're busier than, than ever, man. It's incredible. Oh, it's great. You know, I'm doing new stuff, signing new clients. Going good. Yeah, Chip Kelly. You're all, I mean, it seems like you're all over the news with that. Big name right now. I know. Hot name. And, uh, you know, it's been it's been so long since we, we, we saw each other. You know, when I... Um, when I emceed your um, your charity dinner, I mean that was a total blast. That was so much fun. How's that charity event going? Oh, good, good. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for that. No, no, of course. I, you know, anytime if you He's ever got want no me, clue just, what to just do. ask me. It's certainly, just meeting your family too, and and seeing your kids. I mean, that was uh, that was how, how old how how old are your kids now? Uh, daughter's seventeen, and uh, twelve, and nine. <laughs> oh, wow. Man, they've 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 gotten older. They grow fast. They sure do, man. They sure do. And yeah, I just remember um, before I get to Ray. I mean, that that uh, that night when we um, the best part, you know, uh, hung out after the the event. I mean, that was totally wild. Awesome times. <laughs> yeah. Also, before I get to Ray, I wanted to talk about one of my favorite, awesome very times. favorite new clients. Who's that? See if we can get something going with him too. Sure. Since Chris Cooley. Oh really? Yeah. What? How? How's he doing? You know what? He's doing really well right now. Is that right? Yep. No kidding. He, he thought that he wouldn't get you on a prank call, and you told him that he wouldn't. But seems like he just did. Really. <laughs> Dude, you've got to be kidding me! You've got to be kidding me, Chris. No, you didn't, because I'm recording this thing right oh, now, dude. I love it. I love it. This is a total double cross. You're, you're on the podcast, my friend, right now. We've recorded uh, all of this. I figured, uh, I figured Jeff sold me out. But. No. I know David Dunn. I know David Dunn. He doesn't have three kids. He doesn't have a 17-year-old he has, kid. He has four kids. I'm doing pretty well now. <laughs> 17, like, wild times. Oh, man. See, I wanted to see you. You you bungled it too fast. I wanted to get into the whole Ray Lewis thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> you too much. Oh, man. I was going to get you, too, saying, you know, ask you about the ESPN talent and all of that stuff, if you thought Berman was good enough for Ray. And, you know, I was going to really, I was going to really pour it on thick. I was going to really. I thought someone was going to sell me out, but I wasn't going to let you. If if you were being serious, I wasn't going to let you start talking about hanging out with Dave. (laughs) Oh no! I've never hung out with Dave like that. I just wanted to see. That was good. Well, I don't know. That was going to get personal. I was going to feel awkward. No. When you normally crank call, do you call from your own number? Yeah, I know. That's the whole thing. You got to block your number. 
no way. It's all for good fun. I don't want to block my number. Then if it, and then if you don't know, you can't call me back. Oh, dude, <laughs> you're too much. Oh, this, this is this you're is the, the podcast. Uh, you're the Andy best. Reed did not call Tim Tebow last night. <laughs> <laughs> Either did the Vermil. Did you really? Well, those people didn't call him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're the best, Chris. Thanks, pal. I appreciate it, man. Always good to hear from you, dude. Take care of you. Take care of yourself. There you go. How funny is that? And Andy Reid did not call Tim Kibalaska. And neither did did Nick Vermil. Vermil. (laughs) He was on a roll. I was just part of one of the few, uh, one of the many prank calls him. Man, the best part about that is, is that Chris Cooley has Tim Tebow's phone number. I know. Like, how do you think? Where do you think they met? And what do you think that conversation was like? Where the end of it was like, oh yeah, so Tim, can I can I get your number? We'll keep in touch. Dude, I I don't know. He he is a one hundred percent character. We haven't had him on in a while. We need to get him on before the year starts. He is an absolute legend. No, he's great, and uh, we're actually going to hear from him a little later in this show as well because uh, he was a part of. One of the segments that we're going to get to next. So more from Cooley coming up. But um, again, if you want to hear that full episode, January 9th, 2013, uh, Russell Wilson's on Richie Sambora, obviously the legendary member of uh, Bon Jovi and uh, and Chris Cooley. So th- this uh, this next one, uh, I take a little bit of personal pride in, although it didn't always go the way I wanted. But I had this idea for a segment. What is and, this, Guest Who? Yeah, and the segment was Guest Who. <laughs> And I pitched it to Rich, and uh, nah, he's like, nah, don't, we don't, what are we doing segments for? We don't need segments. <laughs> we don't need any segments. I'm like, no, 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 I think it'll be fun, you know, because it, it, it gets the listener at home to be able to kind of play in as well, um, as, we, as you'll hear uh, a little later, too. Anytime the audience can kind of guess along with the host and not have an idea, I always think it's a, <clears throat> it's a fun thing to listen to. Your intentions were in the right place. The intentions well. were in the right place. The execution may not have been fully there. Um, but and actually, this first one, it worked out pretty well. The second one, it didn't. But So uh, the concept for Guest Who is to have a public person on as a guest and give hints to Rich as to who they are. Now, obviously, the best way to do that would be in real time where the person's having a conversation or answering questions to Rich. But we don't have the technology here to manipulate their voice in real time over the phone. Right. So I had to call up these people in advance and ask them to uh, lay down 10 to 12 tracks in advance of statements uh, in in order of uh, broader to more narrow where Rich could guess them and then well, manipulate their voice. Or you, what, did you download an app, right? Like uh, a, like I, did, a, I did download an app. It like didn't work. Like the movie work. Ransom? Yeah, I ended up just doing it myself through a, you know mod- modulating the voice and, and doing some things to it. And as Brockman said, you kind of make them sound like the guy doesn't Ransom or scream <laughs> right, right. When, they, when they hold the thing to the phone and talk. So Now uh, what happened, if I remember correctly on this was, is that was it maybe the, for the first one? Or let's the also second let's one? also not say now in case people didn't hear. No, I'm not going to I'm not going to give away who was. it was. What what I mean is, didn't you have some of the uh, the easier questions that you thought were harder ones? Didn't you kind of mix up the order of the toughness of those? Yeah, well, we'll get to that in the next <laughs> okay. one because I have uh, there, I have some explaining to do, but. Uh, it w- really wasn't my fault. Rich cheated and uh, oh come on, <laughs> used Google. But um, anyway, so this episode is from January twenty second, two thousand thirteen. It was the uh, inaugural segment of Guest Who. That episode also featured Rod Woodson and our, our pal uh, Carson Daly as well. 
And uh, we'll play this back now for you. This is the first segment of Guess Who, uh, with a little surprise twist to it as well um, for Rich. So here we go. Guess Who. As you mentioned at the top of the program, the inaugural edition of Guest Who. I've been yes. calling it the pilot. It's, it's the pilot, yeah. which means it's up to me whether it's greenlit exactly, or not. Exactly. Whether it gets picked up. Yeah. Okay, picked well, up how many well, episodes? Chris, this is your, Chris Law, this is your baby. Take so it away. I'm going to need, need you guys to fill for about a minute while I call, uh, while I call Guest Who. And they'll be on the phone the whole time. Listening to what? what is, how does this work? Listening to me playing back uh, some lines that they read. Yeah, but it's in like the ransom right. voice. Right? Manip- already, already, I'm unimpressed with the green light. So, so this, you guys this, fill for a minute, and I'll get them on the phone. Uh, so, so we're gonna fill. Uh, so, in other words, you have had the person who you are getting on the phone. Yes. Pre-read. Yes. What you're going to play me, but I, I, I the minute I hear the, and this is somebody from my life. This is somebody from your life. Yeah, but the, he, he's, he's manipulated the voice, so it's not going to so be it their could be, voice. It could be, oh, so you've manipulated oh, the voice. Oh, you will not know the voice. It right. could be, it could be male or female. Yes. Right. And it could be me okay. talking to you, like, it's not me, but if it were me talking to you right now, the voice has changed so much you would Right, know. you've seen the movie Ransom, right? Oh, of course. You know how the so guy- will I be screaming, "Give me back my show!" <laughs> yeah. By the end of this, yeah. possibly, it's very possible. possible. Okay. And the, the, the funny so, idea is, you know, hopefully the listener at home. Good line, Rich is so clever. Well, That's what I like most about him. Guest, who it is? Give well, me back you're my show. Me on the on the, sh- the concept of the show. There you go. Not like okay. Yeah, but it's not like it's live. They can't really. And I do. Not, I honestly, I have no idea what you're doing. I came into the pitch nervous. My pitch clearly, so clearly, so clearly, I have no idea who this is. You're already doubting yourself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You want us so to keep basically, filling? So, so basically what Chris Law is doing right now yep. is calling up the first guest, guest of, of what may be the only guest who right. in the history of the Rich Eisen it's like, podcast. You know, it's like in a Pulp Fiction where he asked her to tell the joke, you know what I mean? On a, I was in a pilot. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, why don't you tell me the joke? And it's like all the family of tomatoes. Oh, yeah. And it's this ketchup. Correct. Yeah. Okay. That, so that's, that's, what that that's, right what that's what that is right now. That's what that is right now. That's what's happening And right so... Now. The person who has pre-recorded these lines from like weeks my, ago, weeks ago, this was filmed. This was in the can for a while. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so that person is now on the phone line, who will be listening into me potentially struggle, right, to guess who. And you can't the tell if it's male or female, is. so you don't. I mean, I have no idea. No who idea. This person it's been is. manipulated. And Chris so. Law, you have gotten this they, person on the phone line. Yes, they're. This on person the phone. is listening in to us tap dance. Yes. While okay. we're waiting for and I can hear, I can hear the hiss of the phone line as well. Have you told this person to mute? Have no, you told this person they, to mute? Uh, they could mute if they'd like, but I don't know if they're on a cell phone or on a landline. I believe it's a landline. Well, you can mute. Oh. Notice the subtlety there. I said, I don't know if they're on a cell phone or a landline. I believe it's a landline. I believe it's a landline. Yet, as you'll find out later when I continue playing this... The guest is just outside the door. Right. You did drop a a little nugget there. That was a second uh, surprise, if you will, part of Guest Who. So I'll continue on playing now. Well, that would be great if for your first ever Guest Who, you have them on a cell phone, Chris, and it drops out. That would be genius. This is a high-profile person. We've never had connections. High-profile. Very good. Okay. So then let's not waste this person's time any longer. Let's get to how – I don't know how this game is being played. Do we need theme music? I'm just kidding. We should have had music for an intro. Well, I did have the the Guest Who game show music. There's no way that's cleared. Milton Bradley. Parker Brothers wouldn't clear it. Milton Bradley. Of course. All right, so this is our latex salesman. This is our latex <laughs> yes. salesman. Okay, this go is, ahead, uh, Chris Law. I'm in your. I'm in your very shaky and hands. This is guest who. We work together at ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut. That is hint number one. Okay, already. 
<laughs> Anything already, that, that, already I that, feel like I'm held hostage. That really narrows it down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. I know. Okay. All right. Here, here's number two. I'm like Brett Favre and Joe Montana. I'm like Brett Favre. I'll play it back one more time for you. I'm like Brett Favre and Joe Montana. I'm like Brett Favre and Joe Montana. I don't get that one. You worked with them. At ESPN. (laughs) Now, uh, uh, can I ask ask for a hint at this point? Are your wheels treading? No, I'm just because I want to make sure that we're not going to, whoever is the guest of guest who is not going to get in trouble for calling in if they have not been cleared by ESPN management, if they're still a Bristol, Connecticut person, I don't want I don't want this thing to get burn. I don't want to burn this thing and burn the person. What I put so that persons like Brett Favre and Joe Montana. They're like Brett Favre and Joe Montana. Then I would say, uh, can I can I guess one can right you now? Pause it. Yeah. Can you pause w- it and explain that clue? So, um, without giving it away, if people hadn't heard the original one, I still don't want to give away who the guest is, but. Uh, the rationale behind that clue was those two uh, re- retired early, and then came and then came back. Or, well, I guess Montana didn't really come back, but retired in their prime. Um, and this guest uh, left their job kind of in their in their okay with a lot of with a lot of. A lot, of, a lot left in the tank. That would have we'll been a much way. better explanation than just saying well, Brett Favre and Joe Montana. Yeah, but, you know, he had to go vague there early. Okay. Um, all right. All right. We're restarting it. Worked with this person at yeah. Bristol, Connecticut. Which, by the way, when we taped this, you did know who the person was on this one. And you keep giving Rich Clue because he keeps thinking ESPN days. And you're like, right. well, it could be. And, uh, I'm just trying listen, to help him out. Listen back to yourself here. That was the first one. Worked. We worked together. Correct? We worked together at ESPN in Bristol, Connecticut. Okay. I have no idea. I, I know, like I know okay, who the person go to, is. Go to the next and one. And I don't go know. You don't want to take a guess. No, I don't want to take a guess. You don't want to take a guess just yet. Yeah. Interesting. I'd, be, I'd like to know what people at home are thinking right now. I'm, All right, I, I have, but how does yeah, I'm like Joe Brett Favre and Joe Montana? I know who it is, and, and, it's a and bad I have guess. no idea what the Favre and, and Montana okay. Okay, cool. thing means. All right, great. So See, I was on top Robin, of it. You're not helping here. No, no, he's <laughs> helping me. I know, he's I'm helping, helping me. him. I'm trying to help Rich. You're like this, like a fagazi right there. Here Go ahead. Number four. We co-hosted an hour-long sports show together. Curveball, maybe? No, I mean, that could be anything. It's sport. It could be Sports Center. It could be... An hour-long sports show together, huh? That's a sport. So basically, I did Sports Center with this person, right? So he, he was going that like way. People. He was going that way when he really shouldn't have. Yeah, and then you, and then you're like, well, it could be, it could be something newer or something here. Well, have you hosted it yet? Well, well, there's what more other hits. one hour sports well, show. What we other do? shows have you hosted? <laughs> there's other, there's other hints. <laughs> right, I'm just coming. giving him uh, the you answer. Doing specials back then, or. Hour. Not really. I mean, well, I mean, go ahead. Okay. This one, this one was I would, actually I would the guess, first one. I would, I was I would guess. To play. I would guess. Okay, go ahead. But, uh, wait, who would you guess? I, I would, the, go ahead. I knew you when you had hair. <laughs> that was the guest line, not mine. I didn't. I didn't write that one for them. You knew me when I had hair. Is this Dan Patrick? Is it Dan? Dan Patrick is your first guest. Yes, my first guest. You know how bad I would feel if you got it correct on your first guess? It would have been... It is not Dan Patrick. It actually would have been but, awesome. But, but that would have been amazing if you got it correct on your first guess. you knew me when I had hair. 
All right, so we are we are four voice modifications in. This is these are the worst clues of all time. <laughs> oh, I had hair at ESPN doing Sports Center. Yeah, I mean you had hair when you started okay, here. Go ahead, okay, here. Hold ahead. on. I feel bad for the. Uh, hopefully, are we paying for the phone call? For we the are person sitting it's, in for this. I don't believe Michigan it's international. I don't. Okay, I've given him so many. Yeah. I don't believe this oh, is that international. That, that strikes Fowler out because I know he's in Australia right now. Throwing off the scent. Good job, Chris. One of your favorite fictional characters shares my name. One of my favorite fictional characters. Now that's a good clue. Now that's a good clue. Oh, this person knows you. Clearly. One of my favorite or, or they're making fictional a joke. <laughs> characters. Wow. How many people do you think have stopped listening, or how many people are riveted right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say. Is it feel, I mean, Felix and Oscar are, are, are two of them, but I don't. Um, I'm going to pause it because a little rationale behind this one is uh, we were thinking of fictional characters and stuff. She, she came up. Well, I kind of gave it away a little bit. The guest who came up with that line and me thinking of who Rich could have also thought it could have been Stuart Little. You know, you think Stuart Scott. Right. Like, there's other ways it could have gone. So this was a good a good clue for that reason. But yeah, that was a good one. Continue playing it. Who else? Got to give me one more. Go for it. One more next clue. That was okay, a, here that's it a is. really good clue though. This, the clues need to be more or less that one, one. This is where you might start to. Okay, go for it. I've seen you ride a bull. It wasn't pretty. Seen me ride a bull, and it wasn't pretty. Be a lot of people too. <laughs> I mean, was it from this past year? I mean, I've ridden a bull. Just this, so this is clueless. guess two. This is guess two. Do you want to give a second guess, or would you like one more clue? I only have. I've also ridden more. a bull on Dan's show. On Dan Patrick's show? Yeah. Yeah, he's so Remember, fixated on Dan. Show? It's not Dan. It's not Dan. No, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Next clue? Yeah. This okay. Ridiculous. <laughs> I beat you in the 40-yard dash, barefoot, with a suit on. Beat me in a 40-yard dash, barefoot, with a suit on. This is not narrowing it down for you. You're catching me at the Ladies end and gentlemen, you should see his By face way, right now. By the way, I actually secretly like Guess Who now. <laughs> Look at that. Beat me in, in a 40-yard dash without shoes. Is this, it's... Is he want to give his second guess? I will make sure that the phone guest's mic is fully potted up. I, I, you caught me on a week where I'm, I'm <laughs> so tired. I'm so beat. Go for it. Give me one more. One more? You don't want to give a guess? A second no, guess? No. I, mean, I want to uh, know what names are, are going through your, your, your wheel right now. I mean, you could throw out names. You could throw out a few no, names. I don't want to say anything. Well, it's, like, it's like who wants to be a millionaire. You can talk, talk I mean, it out. Talk it out. Yeah. Uh, talk it out. I mean, where are your Regis? I don't know. I mean, I don't have a... Keep going. <laughs> He's got nothing. He's got nothing. Okay. He had nothing. Uh, another one here. I may have done a 180 on Guess Who. We karaoke together in New York with Marshall and Mooch, Hawaii with Keaton Manning, and Nashville. All with the same oh, disastrous results or hilarious. So, did you get Kara on the level. phone? Is that, is <laughs> that your guess? Did you get Kara on the phone? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I told you, Chris. I told you my clues were awesome. That was good. We got eight deep. Got him. Hell of a job. But what is my favorite fictional? What's my clue? Who's my favorite fictional character? Who's my favorite fictional character? Kara Starbuck. Oh, that's right. Oh, <laughs> he doesn't you know, even know. I, you know what I knew? Fictional fictional we're not going to lie. The first night, the first night. Forty with those shoes on. Yeah, and Wait, and what? you know what I knew was going to get you? What's up? The the the, the co-hosting hour-long sports show, right? 
Yes. And it was total access, that was remember? T- and I was like the half host that you would allow. <laughs> You. <laughs> what do you mean that I would allow? The only no. person that, that you would actually allow to co-host Total Access with you? <laughs> yeah. so, I knew that one would get you. Oh. I certainly knew you when you had hair. How are you? At ESPN, retired like Brett Favre from Joe Montana. That's true. That was a good one, huh? No, that was that was that, that, it was a quarterback. Brett Favre and Montana. I almost went Dilfer. Dilfer I'm like, well, wait a minute. We worked Dilfer. together in Bristol. Yeah. Did an hour-long sports show. I thought you were going to go Stu. With, with that, and then Dan, and then the bull would get you Dan, or then you'd be like, well, was it this year? Was it the Dion bull. and those guys? Right. You're, so. Kara, listen, you're, 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 you're an idea woman. Well, hold I understand on. that. I, the surprises aren't over. In my hand, what do you mean know? the surprise? She's, she's on for the show, and she's standing outside the door, so she's going to come in. Are you serious? on the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She's standing outside the door. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Kara Anderson, right. everybody, in the pressure. Right. Mrs. Sneed. Mrs. Sneed is here. This is the greatest guest who ever. Now? You can hang up can now. Hang up now? Yeah. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Come on here with her St. Louis Rams shirt. Put the mic on. Come on. All right. Get on. What are, what are we going to guess? Guest one. Guest one for guest two, for number guest two. one. All right. I, I don't even yeah. recognize this place anymore. It's like a real place. There's there's headsets. Yes. And Let's not get carried away. Do you know away. how many? Let's not get carried away. Was, was the last one like, uh, no. I didn't know you had a podcast. <laughs> was that the last one? <laughs> Wait a no, minute. Can, you we have play, a, can we play the last? Can we play the last <laughs> couple? <laughs> it was. By the way, it? By the way, great, play the last ones. Great Bane voice out of Rich right there. Yeah, I know. He did a solid job. Right. This is Gotham's Reckoning. Play the last ones. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm on your podcast. <laughs> you have a podcast. <laughs> that uh, was really good. We got. We got. Uh, we have three you more. have to get. You uh, have to wait till you hear the other ones. Okay. That so. I that would have been, been the I last one. I should have run to the restroom that was the before last I come one. in here because I might be in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one. That was had to be the last one. Can okay. Another one. So here's uh, this is number nine. Okay, this one's great. We've partied with Arnold Horshack and the Clown Prince of Baseball. God rest their soul. Now that, <laughs> now that story, I need to know. Oh my Max gosh. Packin. <laughs> oh, the guy. Yeah, the, the clown prince the, of yeah, baseball. Who was, he was. The, he was the one in um, Bull Durham. No, 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 no. But where did we? We, Max we went pa- to some random, some random, random party. party. We were like so young and thought it was like a cool party, and we uh, hung out with, with Max Packin. Matt Packin and Arnold Horshack, right? <laughs> it was not good. Both of those guys are gone now, Rich. <laughs> God rest their souls. <laughs> Okay, so keep stupid. going. Give me another one. Okay, uh, <laughs> this is this is number ten. Go for it. I know why you were with the grocery bagger at Waldbaum. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't want to hear crying. the last one so, because if it's about the prom, so I don't want to hear no, it. That was well, it. when that she was told it. me that, I go, I go, what's the backstory there? And she's like, oh. I did it to pay for the prom. I was a grocery bagger <laughs> at Waldbaum. Did you hear what he asked though? He wanted to know what the backstory was. <laughs> We're not telling the full backstory. <laughs> we are not telling the full backstory. Oh, oh man! So ju- just the short, the short telling story. The full I, I make I make Rich whenever he gets you know a big head. Every once in a while, I don't know if you guys have noticed. I that. haven't it noticed that. Sometimes. Absolutely no. I make him tell this story of when he had to bag groceries at Waldbaum's for months yep. in order to take Rochelle to the prom. Yep. 
Rochelle, um, Rochelle. Rochelle, so, Rochelle. you know, to buy the limo. What color was the limo? Burgundy. Sh- Burgundy limo. A young Jew's erotic <laughs> journey. <laughs> it was burgundy, and it broke down on the way. <laughs> it broke down, and thankfully, one of the limo drivers who had just dropped off at the event was coming back. We, we upgraded. It was a much better limo that we arrived in than the one, the burgundy one that we... And uh, what state did uh, Rochelle... Ar- no, no, not what state were you, were you in. Did she arrive in? Oh, uh, she was uh, hammered. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> so that was uh, that was installment one of Guest Who with Kara Henderson. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, good friend of the podcast on the original episodes back in the back in the day with Worm. Uh, that one January twenty second two thousand thirteen. Again, Rod Woodson, the Hall of Famer, and uh, Carson Daly also on that show. And that conversation with Kara goes on for a while. It's a fun time because that was her first time back on the show since leaving NFL Network right. uh, after her and Les got engaged and then married. So Correct. So it was nice to have her back in. Absolutely. Um, so we waited. That, again, was, was January. Uh, a lot of people were asking for more guests, too. It's a tough thing. A lot of people were asking? Look, it, there was a lot of clamoring for guests, uh-huh, too. I'm sure. Um, it's a tough thing to execute because it takes up, obviously the people's time in advance of it. And then you also need them booked to be on as well. So it's really like you're booking them for two things. Um, but one of the ones that I was, that I worked on next, I was pretty proud of. It was, um, we'll just say it was with Chris Cooley the second time around. And, uh, we went back and forth on some things. And, and again, the difficulty is it's to find things that are broad enough about the person that kind of, you know, put you in somewhat of the realm or the ballpark of where they are, but not too specific. And then to have questions progressively, or really I shouldn't say questions, statements get progressively more detailed. Um, so with Chris Cooley, uh, and we'll, we'll play the interview, but I had about 12, 12 statements uh, that I, I, I did for him and then had him look over them on email and we kind of went back and forth. And... One of the ones, like, if I say to you, Brockman, what's the peach state? Georgia. Of course. That's well known. Um, for me, you know, the Keystone State, I think everyone knows is Pennsylvania. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But the Sunshine State, everyone knows is Florida. If you ask me what Idaho's moniker is, I have no idea. No there's, idea. Cer- there's certain states I just don't know. Um, Hawaii's the Rainbow State, stuff like that. So uh, when I was thinking about Cooley, he played his college football at in Utah at Utah state. Right. Can't think of many NFL players or professional athletes that have gone to Utah state you can think Utah. You can think a couple other States in, in, in the area, but can't go specific. So the first question or statement I had was, uh, I played my college football cause I wanted rich to know that this was an athlete, uh, in the beehive state. Because I Googled it, found out that it's called the Beehive State. Would you have known what that was? No. No, no, no chance. So when we play the first one, as you're about to hear, I didn't realize, you know, we have computers in the podcast studio and Rich goes and Googles right away, Beehive State. And it, <laughs> and it tells you it's Utah. And that pretty much narrows it down right away to somebody. So we put in all, put in all this time to get it done. Cooley records all this stuff. We modify the voices. We have them on. And literally 
about 45 seconds into guest two, Rich knows who it is, and I am just... Well, I also get, get the feeling, you know, that Rich, uh, Rich's pride was a little hurt the last time that it took him so long <laughs> so to guest, and, and he was just kind of kind of almost left with his with his pants around his legs. And not that it not that it didn't turn out great when Kara walked in. Of course, it did. Yeah. But you know that it took him so long to guess it. I'm sure he, you know, it was kind of a WTF for him. But I, just, I mean, you got to think about that. It, it took him a while, but. I mean, it's a tough game. Yeah, it's a tough thing. That's yeah, tough. It's hard. You start thinking of where people are in your life. So anyway, this one's much briefer. Uh, I'll, I'll play it. It was with Cooley. It was fun. Um, definitely kind of latex this one up pre- pretty big time. But this was guest two from July 30th, 2013. Uh, one of our better interviews with Jeff Garland on. He came in in studio. They talked for about 45 minutes. It was awesome. And then uh, Judy Batista joined us as well. It was her first uh, oh, first right. week joining the NFL media family from New York Times. So if you want to seek that out. But here's a, a few minutes of uh, guest two, number two, the second and last installment. Yeah, there hasn't been one since. <laughs> there hasn't been one since. Maybe we'll get one going here again. Who knows? But uh, Chris Cooley, guest two. Well, guest well done. who is, guest on the line. is on the phone. He's so excited. They are silent. You are it. so. Chris Law is so like this is this is your. You're so excited. Well, I wish fun, you should see. You should this is see. A fun. Okay, you're into your work. <laughs> no, latex. <laughs> we lost latex. Him. Oh no, latex. <laughs> I'm call guest two back. Oh, oh no, fast busy signal. Uh, Not good. <laughs> the, All right, even, let's tap dance. Tap dance some more on my bicycle. No. Even the guest who guest couldn't stand guest two. <laughs> Oh my lord! I mean, was there anything more and latex sales than that? My, that now I love the picture you tweeted out on his birthday, <laughs> which of George George prone on the ground. I, uh, the latex I had, salesman I had to Google the season, and I own oh, all the seasons, so it was really lord. easy for me to pull it up. Oh gosh! And you were in New York for a wedding this past. I weekend. went this past week. I was going to chime in on Jeff Garland. I I did the red eye from L.A. to New York, and after brunch, when I got in at I seven a.m., I took the post red eye nap. Yeah. About two hours. It refreshed me. It was perfect. Yeah, well, you're in your 30s. Okay, we're back up here. Okay, Guess who is good. back Thanks, on the Rich. line. <laughs> uh, silent here. Oh, boy. So this is, this is uh, we got a total of, I believe, about 12, maybe 13 tracks of Guess Who. Jeez. So we'll, wow. see what, we'll see what you can do here with okay. these. Okay. A lot of clues. Right, Wait, do I get the Guess Who or not? Um, yeah, sure. You can, you can be... The- yeah, so for this one, Brockman also had no idea. I didn't have no any. Idea yeah, right, I didn't know. Who, who, the, who the guest was. And uh, back to me being disappointed here very shortly. You, you get to guess who, not guest who. Sorry, my, yeah. my fault. Okay. All right, so here, here we, go. we go. This is guest who, track number one. Okay, play it. Go for it. I played my college football in the Beehive State. I played my college football in the Beehive State. Now, notice you'll hear keystrokes going in the background, and that's Rich Google. Are you sure that isn't you typing nope. up an email? Nope. And then he admits to it at first that he Googles it in the first accusation, and then the rest of the time he denies it. Let's play that one more time for you a little louder. I played my college football in the Beehive State. The Beehive State, which is Utah. Are you allowed to look? You're not allowed to use the internet for Dude, this. What am I? Of course. Oh, I know who How this is already. How are we supposed already. to know? I know who this is already. You can't. You can't. You can't use the internet. I for know this. who this is already. Too. I know who it is already. No. 
how do you know I don't know what the beehive? Because I hear you clicking over there. Not at all. Not at all. Law is incredulous. Guess who too? I have not ruined guess who. I have not ruined guests. Nobody who knows what the beehive slave is. That's not true. That's I'm not laughing true. my ass oh. off. I have a young son. We we learn what the states are. That was me typing. Oh. You heard keep me going. typing. Keep going. I'll even go, I'll even go one more. Now he's just humoring exactly me because he knows who it is. Oh, I think it's David Dunn on the phone. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's David Dunn. It's David Dunn. in the National Football League and made it to three Pro Bowls. Okay. I know who this is. I know who this is. Oh, oh, oh this works. Oh, I, 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 I have, I have a, I have a pottery machine in my house. I'm the worst Looks prank. Like... I'm the worst prank caller in the history of the Rich Eisen podcast. This isn't even a prank call. I tried to explain to him. You would know in one second. I did not call Tim no, Tebow. He won't know. He won't know. I'm like, listen. This is not going to be a surprise for it. Chris, the freaking coolie. The it's beehive. Be more obscure, but I played along and I played I the game. I know what the beehive state is. Game, and I, I, I read the lines I was supposed to read. Oh, I knew, I knew I'm shattered that. right now. You shouldn't be. You got Chris Cooley to call in. Well, we got to play some of these because they were pretty good. Which ones? Oh. Oh. You, you played the easiest one first. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Cooley, you honestly knew Cooley just launching me under the bus, too. Cooley is the best. What were you Googling over there? I don't Did know. Did I tell you Rich Between... would know in two seconds? I said that, right? Of course. Well, oh, law. This is brutal. Law. Rich, just consider that I was not attempting to prank call you here, and I will figure out a way. Dude, to get you. First it's things first. Be, if if you, an, I'm waiting. I'm biding my time for this. Well, you. Here's here's the thing. Two things you need to do just 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 to help you out. Okay, when you prank I don't call want me next time. I'll, but you do need my help, Chris. You need my help. First things nope. first is call me from an unknown number. Ugh. You cannot call from your own phone when you try to <laughs> prank me. Unless David Dunn had borrowed your own cell phone when you try to prank me that you were calling for Ray Lewis to sign a contract with the with NFL Network. Rich, most times when I want to prank call people, I've had a few adult beverages and I don't really care. <laughs> and I don't, I don't really, really care. care. I just think I'm funny. And I'm not, but I, I think you I'm are. funny and I, and I amuse myself. <laughs> so it's for your own amusement, not everyone, else, not everyone else's. Yes, it's from. Well, sometimes I'm with people, and I'm pretty good at it. If you really didn't know the number, so it, I amuse everyone around me. Come on, this is Utah State's finest. <sighs> well, I I didn't know what the Beehive State was. I mean, so I figured without Google as an aid, that would have been a good soft toss. Because you went to a school where if we would have said Utah State, you would have known right away. I knew that. Right. So I tried to go with. But when you when he says I played nickname. my college ball, that makes me. I, I clearly understand he's a player. Well, that's fine. I, how many college or professional athletes played out of Utah? You're talking about University of Utah, a handful. BYU. That's it. I just, I'm like Rich is going to know. It's me. Just Alex Smith, Steve Smith. Who else? So let me let's play a few more of these, and you tell me had that one not been the first one, where you think you would have gotten it? Being play my first one. Honest. What? 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 Which one? All right, go ahead. All, All right, right, play play what I thought should have been first. Oh, oh, you, here's what he thought yeah, should have been me, first. Yes, let me play. I I felt well. This one was coming up, but... Rich, I think you're the best-looking, funniest, smartest sports broadcaster in all of television. See, I would have had no idea who that was. 
Well, None. You couldn't Google whose voice is this for that one. <laughs> Dude, so get off the Google. All right, here's number First two. Get of off all, the Google. We have Bing over here, okay? <laughs> what one was? What one did you play? I can't hear him. What one got played? Oh, here. The, oh, <laughs> No, yeah, he can't. You're working it great. It's the one where you said I'm the I'm, I'm the I'm the best looking uh, sportscaster yeah, on television. Yeah, that's the number one. I think you're the best looking. Everyone knows that you're smartest. handsome and so good on TV that you, you could have never guessed. I would never have guessed it. Oh, all right, let's get past the guest too. Oh, hey. Well, here's the last one. Right, this one was the, this one was one. the dead giveaway. If you didn't get anything, this was this was it. During the 2011 NFL lockout. I was the Patrick Swayze to your Demi Moore. I love that. You're the, my Patrick Swayze. Yes, I would have gotten that in a heartbeat. That was the last one. Yes, because, you know, we were, we were doing the whole pottery thing. All right, so there it was, Chris Cooley. Guess you know, uh, I actually feel bad that that didn't work out. Because, as you said, like, setting these up it takes a lot of time and effort, but... <laughs> <laughs> you were kind of your own worst enemy yeah. in that in that regard, in that situation. Yeah, I should have laid down some more ground rules and should have should have thought maybe thought that one through uh a, a little bit a, a little better. Although I also realize, you know, sometimes when a segment goes wrong, that's the best thing for uh, the show. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> that's true. And that ended up being kind of one of the funnier moments which, which of the last of worked, couple of years. Kind of worked out pretty well, but um yeah, that was, you know, Getting Cooley on, that was fun. We got we definitely gotta get him back on. You're you're not incorrect. But again, if you want to hear that that entire episode, uh the the conversation conversation with Jeff Garland was great. It was uh we kinda asked him obviously a little about Curb. He had the Goldbergs coming out then, that new show on ABC at right. the time. He was really funny. He was great. And then he also started his own podcast and he I mean, he does episodes much more uh infrequent. Um, to the number we do, but he gets marquee guys on. You know, he, I think he was the first one to get Larry David on ever, right? Uh, and did a good sit down with him. So. Didn't Rich basically have to convince him to to start a show, or was he already? Yeah, no, in he the told. Process? Yeah, no, he told him. Uh, he's like, you gotta, you gotta do it because we had him on a few times. We used to have Jeff on a lot more a few years ago whenever his schedule was a little more open. Yeah, and uh, he would come in, and we're like, Rich was like, yeah, dude, you gotta do it. I mean, Rich was telling Peter King about it too. Peter started one after as well. Yep, it's like you gotta, you gotta do it. It's fun it's good time good outlet um so again guest two part two if you want to see guest two part three let these guys know about it maybe we can get something arranged <laughs> who knows uh but we're gonna leave you with one more um this one got a lot of tweets about um uh, one of one of the more ridiculous stories you ever hear um it's from reggie wayne and ed reed it's so good it's uh it's what we've termed law dead law dead just simply law dead and i yell that when law and i play <laughs> basketball with each other yes so uh the backstory on this is uh on december 14th of 2010 we had ed reed on the podcast and reggie had told rich the story at a pro bowl um reggie and ed were college roommates together at the at, u at the u they both came in at the same time but uh ed redshirted reggie did not so Reggie went to the league a year before Ed did, and he had this pet snake, and he asked Reggie or he asked Ed to watch it for him. Right. Um, so Reggie had this snake named Law, and Ed was still in college. So Reggie went to the bigs during his rookie season, while and Ed still had to watch Law 
while Ed was still at the yeah, U. Yeah, and whenever, you know, when these some of these guys get drafted, they're not moving into their full-time home right away. They're getting maybe staying in hotels. They might be moving into a short-term apartment. Right. You know, they're not bringing everything they own. They're just bringing enough pretty much to get by for the time being. Um, so at their apartment at the U, he asked Ed to take care of Law, and Ed not being a big reptile fan, we'll just <laughs> say that. Uh, he acquiesced, though, and said he'd do it. Um, and then, so... Ed tells the entire story. Two weeks later, uh, we have Reggie Wayne on the show. And Reggie tells the entire story. We're like, hey, we had Ed on. We know you told uh, Rich. is like, I know you told me the story. Can you do it one last time? Can you tell me your version of the story? So Reggie goes through his entire version of the story. It's hilarious. And this had to have been, it might have been like six months later. Uh, they were playing um, the following season the two teams were playing each other in the playoffs. Actually, this was years later. Yeah, it was years later. 2010 is when they came on in December of 2010. This was the January 3rd edition of the 2013 season. Uh, it, we had Josh Charles on cause he's a big Ravens plan. The Ravens were playing the Colts and we were trying to get Ed or Reggie on or both of them together. Yeah, It was Luck's first playoff game. Yeah. And uh, we, for whatever reason, you know, we, we try and get guests on a lot. Sometimes they fall through. Sometimes they happen last minute. For whatever reason, we couldn't get them on. Um, but I was, I was kind of going back and listening to the prior times they were both on to get some nuggets or some notes for the interview. And I kind of listened to both stories back to back. And I was like, wait a minute, there's, there's a mashup here. Like they're both oh, yeah. telling the same story, totally. but from a different vantage point. So it would be great to just hear it as one complete story. So uh, on the January 3rd episode, we took a, about an 11 minute mashup of that entire conversation and, uh, and played it back. So uh, I'll, I'll play that for you. Rich kind of sets it up and then, and then we just hit play on it and it goes. And it's, it's one of the more incredible stories uh, you'll hear. It's so but, good. Uh, here it is, January 3rd, 2013. Again, that episode also featured uh, Josh Charles, big time Ravens fan. So this is this is I don't believe there is a better story that's been told on no, this podcast, right? I mean, we've had great, we've been fortunate to have some great sure. guests and great stories on, but the Law Dead story <laughs> is, is is the clubhouse leader, and you have you have mashed up. I've mashed this up. Oh, yeah. I'm, so I'm it starts off. I think it starts off with uh, Reggie Wayne, and then it goes back and forth. In honor of the Colts and Ravens playing in one another, and here we, here we go. Hold on, before you hit play. So the first voice we're going to hear is Reggie Wayne. Yeah, the first voice is Reggie Wayne. And then after Re- Ed Reed. And then Ed Reed, and then they just kind of go back and forth. Okay, very I, good. I cut it up so it's All right, I just want to make sure. All right, now now hit play. But it's in order, so this is how they told the story. How they told the story on, on previous podcasts. All right, we're going to sit back and listen. Uh, now hit play. Before I, before I share the story, which I want to wipe my eyes real quick, <laughs> I'm start, starting to tear up a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah, I had a... I had a, a, a pet snake mm-hmm. by the name of Law. Okay, so Reg goes to them. He gets drafted by the Colts. Um, my senior, I stayed in college for my fifth year, mm-hmm. and um, he asked me, he was like, man, look, I can't fly on a plane. Can you hold and watch Law for me? That's Which the name of the snake. snake. Okay, Law's yeah. the snake's name is Law. Yeah, okay. pet Burmese. I want to say it's a Burmese python or something like that, mm-hmm. whatever that is. He was a green Burmese python. He was roughly about eight and eight and a half feet long. Um, it was my homie, you know. He was he was out. He was an extra roommate, you know. Me me and Ray was roommates for four years, mm-hmm. and and I Law was with us for two years, you know. And um, 
you know, re-redshirt it. I, you know, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, you know, I left a year before Reed. So I come to Indianapolis, take a lot of my things, and and didn't really prepare myself to be able to take law with me on 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 the first go around. Sure. You know. So I said, hey, you know, hey man, hey bro, <laughs> brother of mine, <laughs> compadre, amigo. You know, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to watch law for me while I'm gone. I don't like snakes. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's a bag of potato chips, python. I don't care. I'm not a snake fan. I don't like snakes. Why is a snake in the house? Why you got to get a snake? But you want me to watch it while you're gone. Now, this is all the things, Reggie, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, no problem. Okay. All right. You know. Now, I, I, I do say this <laughs> in his behalf. Uh-huh. Sometimes he, was, he wasn't afraid of them, mm-hmm. and sometimes he was. Mm-hmm. But... On the, I do, I do admit that, but you know, if you're afraid, then you tell me. Yeah, right. Just go ahead tell and say. Me. You know, say, hey, I can't do this. Right. Hey, we need to find another result. You know, and we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I like watch him for me. Watch law. He'll watch over you. You watch over him. You know. <laughs> ah, no problem. I take care of him. Sure. You know, it's almost like he's trying to push me out the door. You know, <laughs> I got, I got him. You know. So okay, I'm cool. I'm watching this. Thing. What happened was the pet store closed down. Mm-hmm. So now I got to find another pet store. It took it takes me a good month and a half, Rich. I mean, I'm a college student, senior year. <laughs> <laughs> senior year, I graduated. You know, I only got one class. I'm all football. I'm trying to win the national championship. Uh-huh. I'm never really home. I'm never really at the apartment. So, you know, I'm a rookie in the league, you know. I'm doing my thing. Coach Jim Moore was the coach at the time. We was yeah. having a tough year, you know, just the playoffs. It's the playoffs, year. right? Right, man. exactly. You know, so um, you know, I would call. You know, I would call. You know, what's going on, man? And he's at the University of Miami, and they're having a great year. They're on their way to the national championship. You know, against Nebraska, and I'm like, man, y'all balling. Y'all doing your thing. You know, yeah, you know, we hanging in there. We just tough one. You know, we can do it. You know, oh, but how's law? Oh, he's he's great. You know, he's great, you know. Snake. The snake. I come in there with, like, a little, um, like, I had, like, some little, you know, baby mice or whatnot, right, for him to eat. I put him in there, put him in the tank, and they just crawling around. I mean, he's basically just in there shaking his hand. I'm like, you got to eat something. <laughs> he's not eating, not drinking any water. Oh, no. Yeah, a couple of days go by. So I go home. I go home on my bye week. Go home and Laws, you know, is is is, is there with Reed. I look at him and Laws. He looks. He doesn't look the same. <laughs> he doesn't look the same, you know. So I'm like, yo, what's you, you feeding him? Like he looks. He looks, you know, malnutrition. He looks like he's losing weight. A bit peaked. Yeah, you know. He's, you know. So <laughs> he's like, no, nah, he's all right. He's good. I'm like, ah, I don't think these, you know, all these. Nats and stuff are supposed to be around them. I don't something, <laughs> oh, know. Something's not right, right, you know. So, you know, I get him. I kind of, you know, take care of him, nurse him to health, yeah. you know, kind of, you know, put a little lather on his skin, you know, kind of grease him down a little bit, make him look, you know, more healthy. I'm saying, hey, yo, I, my flight's getting ready to leave in a few hours. Take care of him, man. Come on. Don't, don't, don't do that to him, you know. 
you hurt me. You hurt him. You hurt me. Don't do that. You know? <laughs> so I, I got him, man. You know? You know, and he admitted, he's like, man, sometimes he don't want to come out. You know, I want to mm. let him, you know, live a little bit. He don't want to come out. I said, well, you know, just leave the top off. You know, here's the stick. You know, lift him up. He'll come out. You ready, ready for him to go? You I mean, pick him up with the you stick. You walked and put him, him through in. the process. Walked him through you it. Walked him through the process. All the way. I had to move to another apartment. I brought the snake with me. He's not moving much. <laughs> really not at all. I think the snake is dead. Uh, I opened up the tank, let him out. Snake not moving. Wow. <laughs> <So> I cut. <laughs> Text Red. Text Red. Like, Red got some news for you, man. All of a sudden, at this time, you know, two ways was in, you know. I get a I get a, a, a text on my two-way from Reed. Oh, it's my buddy. You know, it's my bro. My amigo. Padre. Homie. Open up, open it up and look at it. It says, Law dead. <laughs> Law dead. Law dead. Law dead. Law dead. <laughs> A two-word text. You couldn't, you couldn't pick up the phone and tell a man that his snake is dead under your watch? You couldn't even pick up the phone? I think, you know what? I told him right then and there when I saw it. So I think he probably was in meetings. He probably was at work, you know, NFL life. I didn't know anything about it back there, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I'm tearing up right now. I'm tearing up right now. Yeah. I, you know, and, and, that's, and that's what it was. It was all in caps. Exclamation point, you know, and like he yelled it at me, you know, exclamation point. I mean, he meant it, you know. So I called him up, and he's, he broke it down to me and said, you know, law didn't make it. He didn't make <laughs> he didn't, it. He didn't make it. He, he, he didn't make it. He, he pushed through. He, he tried. He, he went out, you know, like a warrior. He called me like, what happened, man? What happened? I had to tell the whole story. Like, you know. He got over it pretty quick. I asked that he wanted another snake. You know, by that time, Reg had a son, you know, and now he has another little son, so he's not, yeah. he's not into That's that not anymore. That's not snake-worthy, no. Yeah, he's he, not into it anymore. He showed some remorse. You know, he promised me, he said, man, you know what, I, I promise you, man, I, I'm, I'm going to get you another one. I'm going to get you another snake. You know, I know it won't be like law, but mm. we're going to, I'm still waiting on that snake today. Mm. <laughs> still waiting. And you're All still right. friends with him to this day. It's still friends. That is oh, it. boy. Wow. Good job. That's amazing. Chris Law. <laughs> well, well done. Law well alive done. on the show. Law, Law alive. alive. Well yeah. done, Law. I mean, all caps with an exclamation point. <laughs> well, I wanted to go back and find that because I remembered it being so good. So I listened to, to Ed's uh, first, and I'm like, oh, I'll listen to Reggie's. And I'm like, man, there's a mashup here somewhere. There's a mashup. So I just started That's cutting it so this morning. good. I mean, poor Reggie. You know, the his... Uh, you know, and rest in peace, Law. <laughs> you know, Ed just uh, imagine getting that text message. You know, he called it a two-way. <laughs> two-way. You yeah. know, I get a text on my two-way. Oh, two, he said, "My amigo, my pal." My yeah. Compadre. What do you think he had? Like, what was it? Like a Nextel? Yeah, Nextel probably, phone Nextel, or something like, with the what construction workers all had. Like, you know, makes that like doo doo. Yeah, the, or doo-doo. Doo-doo. yeah, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, Law Day. I love how he says too. He's like, it was in all caps. Like he was yelling at me. He was screaming it at me. <laughs> Law dead. <laughs>
It's so good. You know, when you think about snakes, you think about that scene from Road Trip. Remember that bad yeah, bo- yeah. movie from the uh, – Tom Green, to, Yeah, Tom, gr- Tom Green and Brecken Meyer. And, Brecken uh, Meyer. Was Stifler in that movie? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But, uh, you know, when he leaves the snake behind and Tom Green has to, like, has to feed it and yeah, he's just yeah. kind of teasing it the whole time. That's all, what I always think of when I hear that story. Oh, man. We got to get uh, – we got to get those guys back on, Ed. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see Reggie coming back off the ACL. But um, anyway. No, no, no Crabtree? No Brockman-Crabtree feud no, on that? No no Brockman. You know, we, we didn't include again on here the Brian Banks one. Um, right. That, the Brian Banks and Vince Gilligan, you know, we've said it before. Those are episodes you can't really play a clip from. You just got to go back if you're a Breaking Bad fan. And, you know, if you're just a fan of people, the Brian Banks interview. Those are, those are interviews you need to listen in their entirety because they're that good. Yeah, absolutely. And we're hoping to get um, some – there's some other guests – that have sort of similar stories to like, a, I don't want to say similar story to Brian Banks, but some interesting deeper football guys that we're trying to get on just some human um, interest stories yeah, for, for, for the summer here as, uh, as we're still in the off season. But, um, that's it really. REP best of part two. REP right? best of part two. Uh, hope you guys have a fantastic, safe firework filled, Fourth of July coming up. Law, what do you got for plans? Anything good? I think I'm I'm staying in the uh, I'm staying in the uh, on the west side of Los Angeles. May may venture down to Venice, uh, and then Marina Del Rey does a good fireworks show. Yeah, Marina does uh, does have a good fireworks show. Uh, Brockman Mary, my mom is coming into town this week. Yeah, she's in on a red eye or a late yeah, flight she's tonight. Getting a late flight on Tuesday, and then uh, you know we're just going to go where the wind takes us. And uh, this weekend we're going to Las Vegas for the first time. My ah. my mom's never been. And Dude. so uh, we're going to go experience that and see if we can't uh, that find, should be a good time. find ourselves some the, fun. The Oasis, man, it's going to be a mess on the fourth weekend, though. Oh. There's going to be some characters. Oh, yeah. Hopefully we run into Manziel or uh, <laughs> anybody else, any other professional athletes oh, who yeah. happen speaking to be out of, there. Speaking of Manziel, you mentioned um, like he's in a photo with Bieber and Mayweather. Did you see this? He is? Yeah. How did from, I miss from that? last night. No or way. Something. Yeah. Uh, posing in a photo with Tyrese, I think the guy. Uh, Tyrese, the uh, model. Uh, Fast and the Furious actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyrese he was, he was a singer, yeah. And then, what, uh, what? Where were they? How did I miss that? Who knows? But what are you doing? Was like, there an inflatable swan in the photo? I know, really. <laughs> but like... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm all for he should live his life and do what he wants. But it's also, hey, be there, do it. But don't then pose for you photo. Think, you, like, think, you think at this point Manziel's kind of thumbing his nose at everybody? I think, especially I, the media especially who's kind with, of making a big deal about it. With the Hoyer contract extension talks, he's like, oh, you want to extend? All right. Yeah, I'm going to go. To go hang out with, which first off, I guess I have no problem with it. My bigger problem is why the hell are you hanging out with Justin Bieber? Like, well, true. I, I kind of like Manziel. I mean, J- July first is Canada Day, law. That is true. <laughs> but Biebs, Mayweather. I mean, even Mayweather, he's awful. He's well, Mayweather and Bieber are buddies. Yeah, those two should go buy an island and stay there for a while. That's my that's my personal take. But anyway, oh, um, the boss is back next week. Uh, he's as we're saying on the on the island of Nantucket enjoying some family time back next week. We are hoping to have a um, pretty marquee guest. We're still working on that efforting, uh, efforting as they say for next week. And uh, we'll have some other fun stuff in store for you guys. But uh, in the meantime, you can follow this man at Chris Brockman on Twitter or at Chris 
and at chrisbrockman.com. And, you know, if you're interested to follow uh, my mom's visit to California, the hashtag is, at, is uh, hashtag Marypalooza14. Oh, wow. <laughs> the only guy I know that hashtags is mom's visits. That's awesome. And uh, you can follow me at Chris Law if you uh, dare to do so, at Rich Eisen for at the Eisen Podcast. Just know when you follow at Chris Law, you're getting the hashtag LCD, the lowest common denominator. <laughs> please, please. Wait, I have... How many more now than you? And how did you get those, how my friend? How many more than you? And, and how did you get those? How many less tweets do I have? A dog took a giant dump on your plane. Oh, I was already clear that's, of you. That's, how you, clear of that's you. how you got all those Way followers. before that, anyway. All right, before this gets ugly, we're out. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Stay listening, friends. <laughs>